it is so much a beautiful atmosphere I'm, I'm not so sure I expected this but this is what the Holy Spirit does and as pastor was sharing the testimony of Captain Brown I had a strong impression in my heart pardon me if the message today tilts a little bit different from what I planned but I hear God saying we need to tailor it as much as possible to Wednesday's service based on the move of the Holy Spirit this morning so permit me if I change the course of the message this morning, but truly I wish I can do what I intended, but I'm sure the Holy Spirit has a better word for us than what we planned. Amen. So this is not going to be entirely a change from what we had, but I'm just going to try as much as possible to tailor it because truly we're going to have conquerors in this house in the name of Jesus. And this morning, by mercy of God, we're going to see how it is possible to take a seed of whatever may be our limitation. In this regards, we are very much talking about what we spoke on Wednesday, the limitation of our attitude, whatever it is. But this morning, I'm going to change the course to show us how it applies to every part of our lives. That it's possible for you to take a part of you and bury it but it will germinate and comfort as a different thing. The, 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 the mystery of life or the normal of life says whatever you sow, you will reap. But God has an agenda by the reason of the reason Christ that is possible for you to sow a seed of task, a seed of delay, a seed of barrenness, a seed of lack. But by the mercy of the Lord, the body that it encompasses, it can bring something different by the reason of the reason Christ. The Lord will show us such a mystery this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. And so this morning, just before we sit, I'm going to bring you the word that is entitled The Mystery of the Harvest. Praise the name of the Lord. The Mystery of the Harvest. Please be seated in the presence of the Lord. I must say I've never struggled as I had between yesterday and this morning on what to speak as uh, as far as God is concerned or Wednesday I had a word in my heart and um, you know when you try to prepare based on what God is saying and whatever you are saying doesn't really not coming out as much as you prepared and just um, yesterday evening there is a note that I wrote a long time ago based on this and that was the only thing that was coming in my heart and God is saying as far as your limitation is concerned it is also possible that I bury it I bring to subjection what I think is natural in me there are things within us that are not that are natural not based on what we intended it to be but based on 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 chains of life but by God's grace, we will have a better understanding in the name of Jesus. This morning, before we go to God's word, I wish a multimedia can help me with First Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 13. When we gather like this, whoever is ministering God's word, it is important to understand that the best we can do as men is to give you God's word based on what God has said. The understanding of it is not entirely based on on what I say but based on how the Holy Spirit himself can minister to you this morning and that's why the scripture says for the things that we also speak not in the words or not in not in words which man's wisdom teaches but which who teaches the Holy Spirit teaches comparing what spiritual things to what spiritual things so a man can come and stand on this pulpit and teach you God's word 
but it's not entirely what he teaches but based on what the holy spirit teaches and i pray that the holy spirit will teach and give us his word in the name of jesus the next verse says but the natural man cannot comprehend but because it is for it is what spiritually descend he says there but the natural man does not receive the things of the spirit of god for they are foolishness unto him nor can he know them because they are what spiritually what descend this morning just do me a favor ask the holy spirit to minister his word in your heart just a simple prayer holy spirit of the lord minister your word to me this morning minister your word to me this morning in jesus mighty name we pray amen now on wednesday there was a question pastor yomi asked that i took home when we were dealing with the issues of attitude and one of the things we said was that the things we call attitude or bad attitude we try to make it a little bit polished just so that we will not have an impression that we are all weak and we said they are not entirely bad in some cases but they are just weaknesses of the mind weaknesses of the body weaknesses that we were not born that we are simply born into and so we looked extensively on something called um, the direction we went was uh, the issues of forgiveness why we do not have attitude where people can easily forgive but whatever attitude we have sincerely it is not it, it is not entirely the fact that we are we 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 decided to stay on it but more so the fact that we inherited them one way or the other maybe by our society maybe by environment or maybe by birth that is why someone can say, I am not a person that will naturally forgive. Not because I don't want to, but there is something about me that fights to forgive. And looking back at my history, I discovered that my grandfather was not good at it. My father was not good at it. So it becomes a, what, a struggle for me. There are some weaknesses or what we call attitude in this case that we inherited not because we do not want to let them go but because they are struggles unto us and that is why paul said in his word paul was speaking about this he says for the things that i desire to do paul says i do them not but the things I do not want to do, that's in which was what? That I find myself doing what? Doing. So as much as I want to let some things go, I cannot, I find myself doing it over and over again. People may call me and say, this part of you is not enough, it's not good, you must change this part of your attitude. But it is not entirely me. There is a part of me that is just natural. It is a weakness of man that has to be dealt with. And that is why Psalms 51 verse 5, the psalmist came to give us an analogy. How we even inherited is that the best of us is not even good enough. Psalm 51 says, behold, I was brought forth in what? Iniquity. And in sin did my mother what? Conceive me. So the things you find that are not perfect in me. I did not pick them up i picked them up from birth how then do i deal with it seeing that these things can truly be hindrances to me achieving what god wants me to achieve is somebody here this with me this morning and so as we consider these issues we begin to see that truly there are things that can truly be dealt with 
and they can be dealt with if you submit to the mystery of knowing that you can bury what you have to obtain a newness in life praise the name of the lord and that is why romans chapter 7 verse 18 uh, multimedia help us paul was also expressing the frailty of man and then he says for i know that in me please read with me nothing what good dwells for to will is present with me, but how to perform it, what is good, I do not find. In other words, Paul was saying, if you tell me that my attitude is bad, if you tell me there are things that are hindering me, there are parts of me that wants to change, but there are parts of me that are struggling to also do what to change. And that is why when Pastor Yomi asks, if we now know that this part of us is not good, how then do we keep at it? It is a struggle of man that we need to understand that if we have to leave that part, it will not entirely be based on our knowledge, neither will it be entirely based on our efforts. And it will be based on we understanding that there is a part of us that we can bury and it will rise again to become a new person in the name of Jesus. I say in the name of Jesus. And that is why you see all across history a man like Esau a man like Judas a man like Saul the Bible talks about the weaknesses that changed the course of their lives Saul was a king but there was a weakness that changed the course of his life Judas was a disciple there was a weakness called greed that changed the course of his life and so we can go on and go on and mention these names but what about your name and what about my name if we write the history of life again, the Bibles of life, will my name be mentioned that there was a part of me that I could not deal with? There was an attitude in me that I could not deal with that resulted to a change and a course of my life being changed that stopped me from fulfilling the very reality that God wanted me to fulfill. And so if we understand this, it will become better for us to deal with what we have not thinking that what you go through or what you are experiencing by the reason of the limitation of our attitude is entirely our fault but understanding it and willing to change is the beginning of better things to come in the name of jesus now let's look at hebrews 4 15 i'm going to make this as quick as possible hebrews 4 verse 15 now i need you to understand this now what we are about to learn this morning is a replica of jesus putting himself in our shoes bible says and jesus said for we do not have hebrews rather says for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our what? weaknesses but was in all point tempted as we are without what sin so what this is saying if i have a weakness or an attitude that needs to be changed it may be unforgiveness he's saying don't worry about it there is a man called jesus who also had experience of that struggle there is a man called jesus whom when he came was not an all-perfect god he bible says for he came in the form of man which means whatever i am struggling with he also did what struggled with it tell your neighbor jesus struggled with what you're struggling with 
second corinthians says for he put up the nature of man now i am painting the picture of jesus because i'm going somewhere so that when we have to understand that we can put all this to bed we must have that understanding first about the man who was able to do it who was christ and so he says for jesus had the same nature that you had just for a moment think about the parts of you that you are struggling to change think about the part of you that has become a hindrance to whatever god wants to do and god is saying don't blame it all on you there was a christ who had empathy who also had sympathy about what we are going through he had the experience of the struggle and the Bible says he put on the form of man so that he can experience what you experience. He can experience the struggle that I also experience. Now I'm going somewhere. I need you to pay attention so that we have a grip of what we are talking about. So Jesus struggled the same way I struggle. Can we establish that? Now I need you to paint a picture of your struggle and say to yourself, Jesus also had that struggle because that in itself is a reality. So if Jesus had that struggle, it means he was, Bible says, he was able to overcome it. And that overcoming also gave us the ability to also overcome it. I'm going to show you very quickly. Amen. Now, let's not deny the fact that truly there are patterns in life. Patterns that can hold us to what we do not want to do. Now I'm going to show you something very quickly. Genesis 8 verse 22. Now let's go to the understanding that whatever a man sows, the same a man will do what? Will reap. Now that is why in the, in the, in the in few weeks, God has been giving us direction that we need to take ourselves out of whatsoever may represent a negative seed based on the way we behave or based on our attitude. Is somebody with me this morning? Now, Genesis 8 verse 22, watch this carefully. The Bible says, whilst the earth remains, let's read together, seed time and harvest, please stop there, cold and heat, winter and summer, day and night, what shall happen to all of them, they shall not see. So it means from now till forever, whatsoever a man sows, what will happen he will reap. So if a man sows corruption, what will he reap out of it? If a man sows, if a man sows dishonor, what will he reap out of it? Please, I need you to pay attention. So whatever a man sows, that he will do what? That he will reap. So it means there are mistakes that I have done in the past. If I will follow the law of life, it means whatever I have done in the past, whether based on my weaknesses, based on my knowledge, knowingly or unknowingly, by the law of life, what will happen to me? It means I will reap everything that I sowed whether i did it knowingly or unknowingly and that is why in life we have seen men who have sown seeds that you and i are reaping up until this moment some of the seeds some of the harvest of life was not entirely based on what i did it could have been what my grandfather did it could have been based on what my father did but they have sown these seeds and what i am reaping is what is their reward and so Jesus, the scripture is saying, as long as the earth remaineth, what shall not see it? Seed time and what? 
and harvest time shall not do what shall not cease <clears throat> now galatians chapter 6 let's look at verse 7 galatians 6 let's look at verse 7 the bible says do not be deceived god is not mocked for whatsoever a man sows what will happen he will reap give us verse 8 the verse 8 then says for he who sows in the flesh will of the flesh reap what corruption but he who sows in the spirit will of the spirit reap what so it means whatever may be my limitation and my weaknesses the bible says that they will also produce the fruit based on what i have and i am here this morning saying the part of me that will bring or produce corruption is not entirely what i want i want to deal with that part so that whatever i sow will reap the goodness which i want so what bible is saying is as long as we remain who we are there is there are dangers to the ways we live because whatever we have now will only produce whatever we sow is somebody with me this morning and so we are coming to the point to see that whatever we sow is whatever we will reap so it becomes impossible to reap corruption and to sow corruption rather and reap what in corruption is it possible is it possible to reap corruption and sow in corruption by the laws of life is it possible it's absolutely not possible but the Bible says for Jesus himself was also in this fashion, which means if Jesus had weaknesses, if he sows those weaknesses, he will reap out of those words, out of those weaknesses. And I'm asking myself, how do I deal with the part of me that is so corrupt or so imperfect so that it will not bring out the same seed which I have sowed, whether me or whether my generations before me. Let's look at the scriptures again in second corinthians 9 and verse 6. second corinthians 9 and verse 6. now the bible says but this i say he who sows sparingly will also do what reap sparingly now these verses we are reading is just an indication to show us that it is truly that whatever we sow there is going to be a reward for whatsoever we sow bible is also saying that whoever sows sparingly will also what reap sparingly and whoever sows bountifully will also reap what bountifully now let's go into the crock of it as we as i begin to show you what god wants us to see in this matter and so it is established that according to the law of life that whatsoever a man sows the same he will reap i have a part of me that i need to bury i have a limitation in me that i need to let go i have a weakness in me that i need to release if i saw that weakness the way it is let's even say i have the weakness of unforgiveness if i saw it what would come out of it it will of itself come out the multiple fold of whatsoever i have sown please pay attention so whatever weakness you are trying to deal with that you move around with by the essence and the reality of life that same thing is what will replicate itself 
But there is a mystery that Jesus showed us at his resurrection that gives us the understanding that whatever it is that represents weakness in us, we can exchange it for something else by the reason of the knowledge that we have in him. So whatever I am, I may have an attitude that is not the best of it. Please bear with me for now. It is not entirely me that you are seeing. There is a part of me that is trying to deal with that so that I become a better person by the reason of this understanding. So I may have a weakness of corruption in me. I may have the weakness of unforgiveness in me. It may form the part of my attitude or my way of life. But there is a dealing of it that I want to deal with if only I have the understanding of how Jesus deals with it. So by the law of life, whatsoever I sow, should also do what? Should reap whatever I have, uh, uh, should reap whatever I have sown. So, but I have, in the past, I have sown so many things by the attitudes that I never knew about, which is only revealed to me in the couple of weeks that this can be a game changer in me achieving what the Lord has for me. And so let's quickly look at how Jesus changed the course of this so that it gives you understanding that we are not entirely who we are. You can change a part of you if truly you want to change that part of you. Praise the Lord. Now let's look at scripture. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 21. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 21. The Bible says, For he made himself who knew no sin, to become what? To become sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God. So, it is no doubt, it is a, not a new fact that Jesus became just like you and I, which means he experienced the same weaknesses that you and I experience. But let's now look at 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 37. In verse 37, the Bible says, please listen carefully. It says, and what you sow, you do not sow that body that shall be, but mere grains, perhaps wheat or some grains. In other words, Jesus is explaining that if you take a seed and you sow that seed, it is not exactly that seed that will germinate again. Is that not true? So he says, if I have a seed of weakness, if I sow that seed, ideally there are multiples of that same seed that will grow. Give us verse 38. And then in verse 38, he went ahead and says, but God gives it a what? A body. As he what? Pleases. And to each seed, he gives his own what? Body. Which means there is a part of me that I may not like. In that part of me, if I am ready to sow that part of me, I can ask God who has the power to give newness to whatever I sow. So it means if I have a weakness, if I have a limitation, if I have delay, I can sow delay. And it will not exactly bring out delay in my life. I can sow, please stay with me, which means if I have if I have miscarriages, I can sow that part of me and it will not entirely bring out another level of miscarriage in my life. I can have financial limitation. If I have this understanding, you can sow it and it will not naturally bring out the same body that you sowed. And so he says, but God 
gives it a new body as he does what as he pleases please listen carefully and that is why understanding how you saw it becomes very important because in worship or in messages you will hear or you see people come out to put a seed offering or a seed faith it is a way of saying there is a word of the lord that is coming that is addressing this limitation of mine on my own if i saw it it will bring out the same limitation i am having financial struggle if i saw it it will bring out another financial struggle and that is why when a seed is being when a seed is sown some people come and sow the seed in form of tithes in form of money in form of anything the, what they are saying in essence is lord these things that your word have spoken i want to sow it as a seed there is a god that has the ability to define the body that comes with it so by the nature and the natural things if i saw that corruption what will come out what will come out so if i saw a seed that represents delay in my life what should come out of it if i saw a seed that represents a negative attitude what should come out of it if i saw any seed that represents anything because all i have within me is represented by what i have if i saw that seed what should come out of it should be exact same thing that i sowed but the bible says in the mystery of harvest there is a god that has the ability to give newness to whatever you sow so you may you may see me at this point struggling financially and i come to sow a seed just like pastor was sharing the testimony of captain brown and someone may say i want to believe god for this for my brother i want to believe god for this for my sister i want to believe god for this for my for for my wife you could see when that testimony is going on people were sowing seed there are seeds that can be sown and whatever will come out of it will not ever represent what you sowed praise the lord i'm going to show you how first corinthians chapter 15 give us verse 43 this is how jesus did it the bible says at resurrection there was a part of of scripture that we understood the bible says it is sown in what please read with me it is sown in what if it is sown in dishonor what should it reap it should reap what bible also say it is sown in weakness if it's sown in weakness what should it reap but please read very carefully he said what it is sown in dishonor but it is raised in what it is sown in weakness but it is raised in what so what it means is there is a part of you if you understand that god has ability to give newness to whatever you sow there is a body that comes by the reason of god pronouncing what comes out of what you sow so please take this for don't take this for granted that you see men saying there has been delay over my life i have a seed i want to pray upon this seed and i drop it before the lord it is in other words saying i am sowing this seed of limitation i have struggled for five years every struggle produces another level of struggle i invest it produces another level of of failure for everything i do financially everything is retarded if i struggle if i put the money in business it brings nothing but failure and you see the person saying i am taking a part of this i am so 
showing it to the Lord who has the ability to give it a new body which means you may show it in dishonor but he sees it as a seed that is going out he understands that it is only your frailty your weakness that you can't produce more than what you have as I am I can't produce more than what I have but there is an understanding that if I allow it to be sown within the concept that God has the ability to give it a new body everything that represents barrenness you will see you bring it but it will produce what something different give Jesus praise in the house this morning and so it is possible sincerely very possible that you sow a seed and then it brings something different please let's not take this for granted the very story of Neymar was a very true example how a seed can be sown and that is why it is very dangerous for you to think for everything that you are giving God you are going to receive the same no Bible says and when when Naaman was healed they, he had he had a, a, Elijah had a servant who went back to him and said when my master healed you you wanted to sow a seed for him but the Bible says, and the prophet said, no, I will not receive this seed. The seed was a representation of a thanksgiving or whatsoever it presented life. And then saw it as mere money. He said, I want to sow this seed to represent that everything in me dies and brings newness. It may be a form of thanksgiving. And the prophet said, no, I will not receive it. It was huge an amount. And the Bible says that when they had gone, the servant went back again and said, my prophet, my master have told me that that seed you wanted to sow, that he should collect it, that he wants to use it. Please be careful. There are some seeds that have been sown in dishonor. And if you receive it back, the best it can give is dishonor. And so he did not understand that that same seed had produced newness to the, to, 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 to the, um, Please help me. What's the name of the to Naaman? So Naaman have received newness, but the seed was a dead seed of dishonor of illness. He received the seed thinking it was just ordinary money. There are some monies that you need not to receive because they are dead in whatsoever they are prayed about it. And he received that money. The Bible says, and the prophet saw him and said, you received that which was dead and was not only dead, but was dead with the disease in which it was asked for. And the Bible says, and the prophet prophesied on him and said, this seed that you have received, it is a seed that was sown that the sickness of the of the man of Naaman may go with him and because you have received it and consumed it upon yourself he said the seed will multiply the same unto you and unto your generation there are seeds that need to be to be to die and never rise again so be careful when God blesses you the scripture says he blesses us and provide both seed for the farmer and bread for the eater there are blessings God will give us. The ability to differentiate between the seed in the bread may be the next factor to understanding what next to sow. That God blesses you is not entirely the very fact that he blesses you so that you won't sow seed. God blesses us so that what remains out of it, there is a seed in every blessing that has to be sown. Somebody give God praise in the houses. So 1 Corinthians 15, give us back that verse 37 as I begin to explain and bring this to a close. Let me draw a very simple analogy. If you have 3 million naira as we have, 
Can three million naira buy you a brand new car? Can three million naira buy you a brand new car? How much can necessarily buy you a brand new car? How much? Depending on the car. Let's say 30 million can buy you a brand new car. So this is what happens when we sow a seed to receive what we want from God. Please listen carefully. So what I am saying to God is, what I have is limited to what I want to receive. Please listen carefully. So you, I sow a seed that is representing, let's say, 5 million naira. What will germinate 5 million naira? At best, maybe a tokumboka. Is that correct? But I'm believing God for something higher. Is that correct? So I'm believing God for a produce of, let's say, 20 or 25 million naira. If I take the 5 million naira to a car dealer shop, what kind of car will he give me? What kind of car will he give me? It will give me a car that is worth how much? 5 million naira. Is that correct? So, but what a seed does is when I I sow the seed, what the seed naturally does is you sow a seed to God. The seed becomes God's seed. What he does is the Bible says, for he gives it a new body. Remember that. So the new body doesn't doesn't represent the amount that you sowed. Is that correct? So what God does is, whatever seed you sow, remember he said, for every seed you sow, does not naturally represent or bring back whatever you sowed. So what God does is, you give me five million naira representing the least you have, the weakness you have, the best that you have. And God is saying, give me what you have. Let me give it a new body. The newness of the body will not represent the five billion that I have. The newness of the body will represent something that when I go to the car dealer shop, it will give me something that represents God that needs what my heart wants. So in other words, I saw a seed that doesn't necessarily will bring back what I have. If I saw that seed, the best it will give me is a continuous life of the limitations of what I have. But with God, God is saying, give me what you have. You can sow the seed of your limitation. It may be a dishonor, but I can give it a new body that will represent and germinate what honor back to you. So that is why when we come to God and give God or sow a seed to God, we are saying to God, this is representing my limitation based on what I have. But based on what I want, there is a limit, there is a, there is a threshold to what I want. And God is saying, give me what you want. Let me go to the car dealer shop by myself and when I go there they're not going to see the five million that you sold they are going to see an amount that equals to what you desire and that is why praise the name of the Lord and that is why when I am sick when I am ill health, when I am struggling, when there is delay, I come to God laying everything that I have, not necessarily expecting the same amount of thing based on what I have sown, but having the understanding that there is a God that can give newness, newness of body to what I have sown, newness of body to what I have invested, newness of body, or, or body to what I have given God, so that at the end of the day, there will be newness to what God is returning back to me. Somebody give God praise in the house. As we bring this to a close, the Bible says for he was sown in dishonor but he was raised in what? In glory. 
It says he was sown in dishonor, but he was raised in glory. And so we pray that everything that represents dishonor, by the time we come to the understanding that there's a mystery of harvest, we will reap the honor which the Lord wants us to reap. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. If you've been blessed, please rise to your feet and celebrate the name of the Lord. Multimedia, please help us again. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17. 2 Corinthians 5 and in verse 17. The Bible says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a what? He is a new creation. All things are what? Are passed away. And behold, all things have become new. Just in a moment, close your eyes and bless the name of the Lord for the newness of what we have received. That the Lord has the ability to give newness to whatever we release to him. Whatever it represents in our life, the Lord has ability to give newness to whatever we give to him. Pray for newness in everything that represents weakness in our lives. Just begin to pray for newness at this point. For whoever, anyone who is in Christ, he is the same as a new creature. May the Lord bless his word in Jesus' name.